Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. It is radio program broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota, the studios of KDIX. That's a AM, very old AM station right in the heart of Dickinson, North Dakota. The studio is. I know some of you know that. All you Dickinson people know that. But we're also being broadcast live on KDIX website and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Now, tonight you can text me. Or email me and let me know that you're listening. If you have any questions, and um, 
Don't say anything mean to me. I'm pretty fragile. But the text number is 701-290-7862. That's 701-290-7862. You are listening to a live broadcast. This is Sunday evening, uh, August 12th, 2018. We also, you can also email me. I got one email from our faithful listener in the Philippines. Uh, Stormy is listening to me. We've got Stephen listening in Arizona. Matthew listening up in Mandaree. He's working up there. The Schulers are listening in um, Grafton. And um, we've got Carl listening from Texas. And his wife is listening also tonight from Michigan. So good to have them all tied in tonight and like i say please um please text me on that number i gave out 70 i'll give it out a few times during the radio broadcast 701-290-7862 if you're listening on holy ghost radio just be aware that this is a live broadcast and um uh, love brother duran and all that they have done for us and putting our program on the radio on the on their website holy ghost radio so um just really really like that We've got uh, Sierra's listening from Arizona. She said her parents and grandparents. Now, does that mean the grandparents that I know, the uh, Burlings? Is that We've got the Lees listening tonight? And good to have them with us. So there's just a lot of people texting. I'm glad you are, and let me know that it's not just nobody out there, but that you're listening. I want to talk about something tonight. It's going to be somewhat, um, I suppose, hard hitting. Um, the, um, you know, I, I want to start in the book of Romans. Maybe I'll just start there. I'll just read book of, in, in Romans. I want to just turn your attention to Romans chapter 1, and I'll start with verse 21, probably read through 27. It's all good. I hate to just not read it, but I don't want, being it's radio, I don't want to just lose people either. The um, It says this, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also has gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, and even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Let me just read verses 26 and 27 out of the Living Bible tonight. It says, That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, this is verse 27, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty 
they deserved. That was the NLT. I should make this disclaimer right away that the views expressed on this program are not just Pastor Bob's views, but these are the views of the Bible. I want to just tell you, everything I'm going to talk about tonight is biblical. So if you get mad or if you get upset, uh, maybe better get upset with the one who, who wrote the Bible. Maybe that would be better. But I tell you what, you don't want to really get upset with him. I want to talk about something tonight that was kind of sparked in me by a lady that attends our church. She was in the library this week with uh, her children. She's got three boys. And they were near the children's section, and um, and then they, I think there's, I haven't been to the library for a while, the Dickinson Library, but then they were in the uh, section for maybe pre-teen, maybe um, the 10-year-old section, something like that. And right at the eye level of her three- or four-year-old little boy was a book that was titled, It's Perfectly Normal. Now, this uh uh, mom picked up this book and started paging through it and was so thankful that her three- or four-year-old son had not picked it up instead because the book was full of cartoons that were drawn that were very pornographic in nature. Now, this book has been out forever, and it's been a controversy forever, and I'm not going to probably enter into all of that. Um, there have been libraries that have banned the book. There are libraries that put the book in, in areas where children can't get at the book, which I think is smart. I would, If anybody is listening that has anything to say about it, I'd like our library to do something like this. I, I, um, I would hate to think of children, even 11, 12-year-old children, getting their hands on this book. It, it's called It's Perfectly Normal. This book is a book that teaches on sexuality. And... Um, and it and really i'm not going to just mention the things that are in the book necessarily but uh there are pictures of of sexual relations and all kinds of things in this book that really i'm going to say that children have no business really even knowing about uh at their age and um it's unfortunate that the book is so easily accessible for little children to to get a hold of and look at and let me just say this as you know you parents out there just just use some common sense when it even sending your children to the library uh just use some common sense there you know don't don't um, don't just send them there um you know i um i want to talk about this because the things in that book they say the title was it's perfectly normal but in that book they discuss homosexuality they discuss transgenderism. Uh, they discuss other things that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> but if this is becoming normal, we're living in a very, very interesting age. The word normal itself is not really a word that's good or evil. It really isn't. Um, the word normal is just means what's normal. And here again, what's normal Maybe you may be thinking something is normal because of who you hang out with, but it may not be normal for other people. And so I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little on that. I I think um, if this book, if it is perfectly normal, I'll have to take this program down another direction. But I'm gonna tell you this: it's not natural, and that's what Paul was saying in our text. It's not natural. But um, th- this 
these these types of perversions have never been considered normal, or should say, in most societies, many societies in our world today, and even in the society I live in, it's not considered normal. But this mother was shocked to see this book at an eye level in our Dickinson library because um, because it it was it, it bothered her so much because the pictures in the book really are pornographic pictures, even though they're drawn out in cartoons. And so, let me just kind of just jump right into this. Books like this seem to be necessary because we are sexualizing children when they're children. Instead of letting them get older uh, to where they're able to handle this type of thinking, or, you know, until they're even sexual beings, really. We are sexualizing children. We're sexualizing children through television. We're sexualizing children through Hollywood and movies. We're sexualizing children through um, unsupervised uses of the Internet. And it used to be illegal to do this. It used to be illegal to sexualize children. In fact, a friend of mine who's a social worker in Dickinson told me this many, many years ago. He said, if two adults engage in a sexual activity in front of children, that is against the law. And it should be. He said, but if they do it on a screen and the children watch it, apparently it's not against the law. Now, how much sense does that make to you? If you want to get in this program tonight, 701-290-7862. I want you to text me. Even if you disagree with me, I want you to text me. But how much sense does it make, what this social worker told me, that if two adults would commit a sexual act in the view of children, that that would be illegal and they could be prosecuted for that. And I agree with that. But how come they can do it on a screen and it's fine? Because of this, we are dealing with the children that are sexualized. My mother was not a Pentecostal. Um, I, I didn't grow up going to a Pentecostal church. But my mother had enough common sense when, when I was, um, you know, there was a, when I was a kid, uh, we didn't have the same rules that Pentecostals have. You know, I, I don't have a television in my home. I don't watch Hollywood movies in my home, but we weren't like that. But I remember my mom forbidding me to go to what were called M-rated movies. M stood for mature audiences. All my friends got to go to these movies in seventh grade. I remember the very first one. It was called something about, um, oh, what was it, Count Yorga. It must have been a vampire movie. Count Yorga. I was so mad. I walked to the theater with my friends. They went into the movie. I couldn't go. Because my mom said I couldn't go because I was too young to see that. Now let me just tell you this. I don't think you're ever old enough to see that stuff. But my mom, and I'm going to say most people had enough sense back then. My, now my friends' parents didn't have enough sense back then, but most people did. Like in other words, kids don't need to see that stuff. Kids don't need to see nudity. Kids don't see, need to see sexual things. Because Why? Because they're children. They don't need to think about that. Their minds are going to be able to process this. But we are sexualizing children today at a rate that is just really scary. <coughs> it really is. You know, um, and, and what what's going on? I mean, it, it, it used to be illegal to do this, and now 
our children are being subjected to to things because of the lack of parental guidance in their life. They're being subjected to things that are really hurting them. Let me just ask you this, you parents and Dickinson that are listening to me, that your children have a television in their room. They watch movies and they watch uh, all kinds of stuff. Are, are you stupid? I mean, are you really just stupid? Like, I mean, am, is it become so normal that children are viewing adult-themed things that now we have to have library books to try to help them learn how to deal with this stuff? If you thought I was going to get on the air and criticize the book or criticize the author, I'm not. What's happening is that we're trying to pick up the pieces of a bunch of sexualized children and we're trying to we're trying to help them through these things when they shouldn't have ever had to deal with them in the first place. You know, um this this uh I mean when I say are you stupid, let me let me just maybe uh maybe back up there are you crazy <laughs> maybe i say that does that sound better are you like are you parents crazy your children have cable tv in their bedrooms watching they have unmonitored inter- internet access on their phones and you don't care don't you know what pornography can do to a child i mean this isn't now, this isn't just Pastor Bob talking from the New Life Pentecostal Church here. This is just an average person that I think is still thinking normally, naturally. You know, or worse yet, are you stupid? Are you crazy? Or are you, are, or are you evil? That I hope not. I hope not. I hope that you're just stupid. You know, I, I hope, boy, it sounds like I'm getting kind of harsh here. I mean, maybe I should back down. But I, like, what's going on? Where is the normalcy of taking little children, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old children, and putting them in front of movies that have nudity, sexual innuendos? I mean, why? I mean, am, am I the only person out there thinking about stuff like this? You know, my mom, 45 years ago, 48 years ago, wouldn't let me go to an M-rated movie because she had enough common sense to know that Bobby doesn't need to see that. She wasn't Pentecostal. See, I'll tell you what, one of the things, or, or is it this, are you stupid, are you crazy, are you evil, or are you just a coward? Because your children say, well, all my friends are watching it. There are a bunch of cowardly adults who will not give their children direction. I just read about a a famous person. I have no idea who this person is. I just read it in the news. This famous person, maybe an actress or a musician, had her first or second baby. And they told the doctor, we don't want you to put the child's gender on the birth certificate because we're going to let that child decide that for itself. You talk about stupid. Now, if that lady's listening today and I insulted you, I'm sorry. But that is stupid. It's a boy. It's a girl. It doesn't take rocket science to know this. It's natural. It's just normal. It's, it's, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to use a Hebrew word. Uh, you know, of course, Pastor Simons, Pastor Bob knows a lot of Greek and Hebrew, but 
This Hebrew word will sum up exactly what I'm saying. Baloney. Is that a Hebrew word? I don't think so. Baloney. I mean, it's not, this is, this is, you know, I'm a little worked up here today, maybe. Okay. I, I am. I'm, a, I'm just a little worked up. Everybody's texting me so far has been pretty nice. But, um, but I, I just, I just, uh, I, I'm wondering, is it normal to sexualize children? You know, I mean, is, is that normal to submit children to these things? Children in our society are growing up way too fast. And not only that about normal sexual relations, but they're learning things that are not natural, like homosexuality, uh, transgender, gender confusion, I call it. This, it's, it is confusing enough to be a child. Children are pretty confused. I mean, like, like uh, they say things that I mean, they put two and two together sometimes and come up with six. Children are con- kind of confused. They really are. They're, you know, when you're a child, you, your mental thoughts are, you know. I asked one of my granddaughters. They had some company staying overnight. I said, "How long did they stay?" She said, "They stayed two days and three sleeps." She told me. I mean, like that makes sense, but but you know what I'm saying? Like children, it's kind of confusing to be a child. And now we're confusing them and telling them, well, uh, if you feel like you're a girl, maybe you are a girl. What is done, my pastor used to say this all the time, all the time, what is done occasionally in one generation becomes the normal in the next. What's the next generation going to be like? This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and I'm titling this, It's Not Normal. <laughs> Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Brother Duran is requesting Great Big Stupid World, too, sometime in a program. I got Jesus in my heart and salvation in my soul. It's a long road. Yes, it's a long road. Well, it might be a long road, but I'll make it to the city someday. Now, don't tell me no story about reincarnation. I've never seen a holy cow look anything like my Lord. There's just one rebirth and there ain't no imitation Yes, you can have it today, it doesn't matter who you are You just got to get your feet on the rock, your name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation in your soul Take the long road, yes, you take the long road Well, it might be a long road, brother, but you make it to the city someday Salt Lake City Yeah, they got a good choir But listen, brother, that is not the place The place of my salvation Is just outside Jerusalem Yes, and there's more than just a lake There's oceans of His saving grace I'm glad I got my feet on the rock Got my name on the road I've got Jesus in my heart and salvation In my soul, it's a long road It's a long road Well, it might be a long road 
Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, got Abe running the controls tonight. I got his dad sitting here in the studio with me tonight. His dad had mentioned to me earlier, when it comes to normal, if you lived in New Zealand about 100 years ago, cannibalism was normal. <laughs> but it doesn't make it right. It, it doesn't. So I hope, I hope, you know what I hope? I hope it isn't normal. I hope what I'm talking about, I hope the subject tonight is not normal, but I just hope that that people, this is some kind of weird phase we're going through in the United States that will kind of wake up and realize how dumb this was. Um, we're talking tonight about Paul talking about, he, he's mentioning homosexuality and saying it's not natural. And I'm telling you that our society, if if people keep saying something long enough, it becomes normal. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, this topic is... Um, you know, there's not going to be much more to this than this. I mean, if you think I'm going to get any deeper, I'll probably look at some scriptures and stuff. But but I'm, I'm just going to beat this horse. It's not a dead horse. It's certainly alive. That's why I'm trying to kill it. But I'm, I'm trying to beat this horse because this this um, this is bothering me that somehow we're getting fooled into into this concept. I mean, if you are a person that is struggling with gender identity right now, I want you to know that our church is here to help you. You know, we're not, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I, I, um, you know, Jesus, what would Jesus do, man? He'd try to help, help you too. And if you come to our church, we're not going to make fun of you. We're going to help you. We're going to try to figure it out. We're going to try to help you work through this. If you've messed yourself up with some kind of surgery, this is going to be hard. This is going to be tough, but you know what? The Bible said with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So we know God has the answer for this. But I'll tell you, the transgender community, you can look this up. You don't, it doesn't matter if you believe me or not. Suicide is, is so rampant that John Hopkins University quit doing transgender surgeries because it's too dangerous. 
people after the surgeries a few years go by and they're killing themselves. Like I say, I, I don't want you to kill yourself. I want you to come to our church and let God kind of put the pieces back together. I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm just saying, you know, we gotta, we gotta let God try to figure this out. Because whether you mess yourself up with drugs, a sex change, whatever, you know, God is the, He can turn ashes into beauty. He can, He can turn mourning into joy. I mean, He can, you know, He can, He can turn mourning into dancing. Uh, today in our church service at the New Life Pentecost Church, we had people dancing, just dancing in, in the Lord. And even some of the little kids are up there dancing. I liked it. But there is a, there is so little common sense being applied to this subject. You know, um, I grew up in a, in an era where even though I wasn't a Pentecostal, I knew that I was a boy. I knew it. Like I just knew it. Everybody told me that. <laughs> I mean, I think when the doctor first slapped my rear end, he, he told my mom that he's a boy. You know, everybody told me I was a boy. I had no confusion. I did not know one person that was confused about which bathroom to go into. Like we all knew. And now we are feeding confusion to our children. And it's not perfectly normal. It's perfectly confusing (laughs) is what it is. Like I said earlier, being a child is confusing enough. Being an adolescent is even more confusing. I mean, being a child is confusing, but once you hit puberty, you're really confused. I mean, that's my opinion. You know, this, this, uh, but to, to give fodder to the confusion. I was reading a, a something, uh, a couple years ago by, a, by a, one of the head guys at John Hopkins University, who's not a Pentecostal. But he said, when a, when a boy or girl tells you that they think they're the opposite sex, it is so damaging to agree with them. He said it's like telling a uh, person that is bulimic or or um, anorexic when they tell you that they're fat to say, yeah, I think you are fat. I think you're right. He said to tell an anorexic person and agree with them that they're fat will probably kill them. They'll probably end up dying from it. No, they're not in reality. This man from John Hopkins... Um, this, his last name was McHugh. You can look it up and just read what he wrote. He's not a Pentecostal. He's just a doctor. He said it's, it is a form of child abuse to let children take drugs to stop puberty. It is child abuse. And now we have books in the library telling people about it. You shouldn't be reading that in a library. You know, you know, this, uh, this Dr. McHugh said, children that are confused about their gender, if you said nothing to them, 90% of them would outgrow it within a few months. And the other 10%, he said, need counseling. But you know in the state of California, it's illegal as a professional counselor to give that counsel right now? Or that's what I've heard. You see, what is going on? The Apostle Paul, you know, I mean, and here again, what is normal? What makes sense to you may not be what's natural. A friend of mine named Talus has a brother named Kale, and his brother Kale, when he was a boy, he saw the trees waving in the wind, and he thought the trees 
were causing the wind. Think about it. I mean, does that kind of make sense to you guys? Like, you got these trees moving in the wind. Does it kind of make sense to you as a little boy? You could kind of think that. Like, look at the trees are causing it to be windy. But the truth was the wind was causing the trees to move around. You see, and there are a lot of things like that. But it is so sad that people don't understand what's going on today. And what is being taught is exactly the opposite of the truth. This, this, um, you know, in Acts chapter 17 and verse 6, the apostles, Paul and his friends, were accused of, these are they that have turned the world upside down. You know what I'm going to tell you? Is Paul was trying to turn the world right side up. That's what he was trying to do. Uh, Abe, why don't, you got that song queued up? This is for Brother Duran, Great Big Stupid World. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Text me, 701-290-7862. Well, we worship at the Shroud of Elvis, and we're waiting for that money from Ed McMahon, and we're drinking from the Perrier Fountain of Youth while we follow what the daily horoscope says.
Well, we're studying the National Enquirer. Is it true Sonny Bono is the Antichrist? We debate if TV wrestling is really a sport. While we're testing rock and roll and its effect on mice. Bonding with our little computer screens. Getting anorexic on our lean cuisines. Turning plastic surgeons into millionaires. So everybody finally gets the look like Cher. It's a great big stupid world. And we're feeling kind of queasy as it turns around. Great big stupid world. And we're never really sure if we're up or down. It's a great big stupid world. It's a stupid world. Brother Duran, that's a great big stupid world. Thank you for all the texting tonight. You can still be doing that. 701-290-7862. Good to have somebody from San Antonio, Texas listening tonight. Good to have you listening. Um, somebody, uh, somebody was texting me about the, uh, a question, a good question, I think, about what about a person born with, you know, both body parts, you know, both, um, you know, men and women's sexual organs. You know, that, that is a very good question. Um, the, uh, and I'll, I'm not going to answer the question necessarily, but it's certainly a medical question. And that does happen. You know, I think somebody just said one out of 2000 times or something like that. I don't know if it's that high, probably not, but the, um, you know, this is not what we're talking about here today. I'm not talking about natural, uh, things that doctors and parents are going to have to decide. I'm not talking about that necessarily. But what I'm talking about is this gender confusion that's happening where a, a boy that's clearly a boy and a girl that's clearly a girl have questions in in their early childhood about who they are and society is so cowardly they won't just give them the obvious answer. That's really sad and it's really dangerous and it's really destructive to children we're living in a world that in many places and much thinking is upside down and i realize that upside down is really based on perspective but i said it earlier and i'm saying it tongue-in-cheek of course but the views expressed on this program are not pastor bob's views this is what the bible says Please don't get mad at me. I'm a really nice guy. I mean, I, you'd probably like me if you met me. But the reason you're mad right now is because I'm telling you some of the things the Bible says. One verse in the Bible, in the Living Bible, it, it says this. I don't know the verse. It's in the book of Proverbs. But it says, God's words will always prove true and right no matter who questions them. So being upside down is based on perspective. And my perspective is the Bible. And our world needs to be turned right side up. Jesus, his teaching, (coughs) caused people to be so upset that if you look at it just in the natural, now we know God was doing something behind the scenes, but in the natural, Jesus got people so upset it got him killed. But the reason Jesus got him so upset is 
he was rubbing the cat the wrong way. There was a famous preacher from the early 1900s named Billy Sunday, and they told him, Billy, you're rubbing the cat the wrong way. And he said it without a hesitation. He said, turn the cat around. <laughs> like, like sexuality, let me just tell you this, God invented it, and he invented it to be done in marriage. That's where he invented it. God said it was good. Um, I'm not going to disagree with God. But marriage had rules to it. Like, for instance, in Matthew nine nineteen and 4, Jesus is talking here, and he said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning, okay, God made them at the beginning, made them male and female? Okay? So Jesus is telling us, anybody out there like Jesus? <laughs> you know, I've heard people say, well, Jesus never said homosexuality was wrong. Uh, you're not, you're, you're missing something here, guys. Uh, Jesus came to help all of us, and he came to help those that were practicing homosexuality. But I'm going to tell you this, you're not a homosexual. You're practicing homosexuality, maybe, but you're not a homosexual. I'm not a heterosexual either. I'm just practicing heterosexuality. You know, I'm, you know, uh, Paul said in Romans that I started with, he said they left the natural use of their body and started having sex with the wrong kind of people. That's what he said. Well, Jesus said in Matthew 19 and 4, he said he, he's talking about God, he made them at the beginning, both male or just made them male and female. And he said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and the two shall be one flesh. And then Jesus did say what God has joined together. Let no man put asunder. Jesus defined marriage. He said it's between one man and one woman. Polygamy was never God's intention. I know you'll find people in the Old Testament that practiced it, but it was not God's intention. And neither was any other type of sex outside of marriage. Leviticus, if you want to know what the Old Testament says, I told you what the New Testament says about it in Romans 1, but the Old Testament, Leviticus says uh, in 18 verse 22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. That's one of the things I love about the King James Version. You can read it to their kids, your kids and they don't know what it's talking about. <laughs> you read some of those new versions, you'd be like, ah, we're going to skip that verse, kids. But in the King James, it says in verse 22, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. In other words, you're going to have sex. You've got to have sex with somebody of the opposite sex. That's natural. That's normal. Verse 23, Neither shalt thou lie with any beast or defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there too. It is confusion. And this is all I'm trying to say tonight. It's just confusion. And our world is upside down. And it's time that somebody starts, and a bunch of somebody start trying to get it turned around. You know, if the, in this program, if somebody is listening to me that was starting to fall for this stuff, and this is all it took for you to get back to what is normal, I'm so happy. That's all I'm on the air for tonight. I'm not on the air to criticize anybody, hurt anybody. I'm not here to ban any books or protest at the library. The reason the library's got this book is because we're sexualizing children and we're confusing children 
And so somebody had to write a book to try to help these children. But these things are not normal. You know, um, the, the uh, <coughs> let me just tell you this about sex change. Every cell in my body, I'm talking about Pastor Bob right now, is male. Every single cell. If there's a medical person that knows, if you disagree with me or if, you, if somebody knows that I'm saying something wrong, please text me. But every cell in my body is male. Every cell. For me to have a sex change, you would have to remove all of my cells and replace them. It's not just body parts. It's who I am. I'm a man. My wife is a woman. And she's really cute, by the way. You know, she's going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot older than her. I, I just turned 60 last Sunday and she's not 60 yet. She's 59. But this, this idea that, that, uh, we're, um, you know, that, that we're confused about our gender. You know, um, I, somebody just sent me a text here and I, I know I shouldn't do this on the air, but, but the, um, he said, uh, this is this is my friend from St. Cloud, Minnesota. He said, if a person is born with two genders, their blood favors one or the other, as they cannot be born with both. They may have body parts of both, but their blood tells them who they are. And then he goes to say this, very Christian, I would say, as Christ's blood tells us who we are, no matter how we look. I like it, man. I'll tell you now, that is a sermon right there. So my blood tells me that I'm a male, but Christ's blood tells me that I've been redeemed. I like that. Man, I feel like changing the topic right now. I don't have enough time. You see, we're, our world is upside down. Thank you so much for this texting. Uh, I'm appreciating So far, nobody's upset with me. I, that was not my intent in the program. And even though I use the word stupid and crazy and uh, evil, um, I'm, I was just trying to use that for kind of some kind of shock thing that you parents need to pay attention to what your kids are looking at. Because your kids, you know, let me let me tell you something. I didn't, I, I don't have this report in front of me here, but years ago, there's a guy named James Dobson. Some of you have heard of him. Um, James Dobson, he uh, did a program years ago called Focus on the Family, and I think the program's still going, but he's not part of it anymore. But James Dobson had a very interesting prog- program one time, and he interviewed a, a, a serial killer named Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was on death row. James Thompson Dobson was able to get into the jail with a recorder, and he interviewed Ted Bundy. Now, I, I remember listening to the interview, and Ted Bundy had told, he was a terrible person, evil person, and he told James Dobson, he said, if I am executed, you can play this tape. But if I'm not, I don't want you to play it because I don't want people to think I'm playing it so that I don't get executed. Because he, he had a message to tell. And in his message, he told James Dobson, pornography will not turn every adolescent boy into a serial killer. And I'm not blaming pornography for what I've done. But he said it had an impact on me that was incredible. Now, I don't know if you can find this this deal on on um, any type of a... Um, you know, thing. I don't know if you can find this interview, but I'm telling you what it said. What Ted Bundy said was he was a serial killer that talked about how damaging it was to him psychologically 
to be viewing pornography as a as an adolescent boy. And our society is pumping this stuff into our children. And they don't even call it pornography anymore. What was called pornography in the 60s and the 70s is what's playing on your television tonight. Many times. What people used to get irritated about, what nobody would hardly go to a movie to see years ago. That's what's coming into your cable television if you've got one tonight. This may sound crazy to you, but as a pastor, I ask people that come to our church, my wishes are that you don't have a television, that you don't watch Hollywood movies. That's my desire as a pastor. If you're going to call me your pastor, that's what I'm asking. Does that sound crazy to you? Well, it doesn't sound crazy to most of the people that come to our church because they're doing it. And they're not doing it because it's some kind of a weird cult. It's just common sense. It's just Holy Ghost normal. If you If you are hungry for God and you love the Word of God and you have a love for Jesus, why would you watch that stuff? I mean, doesn't it bother you? The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. I heard a preacher say at one time, I was driving down the road, some preacher from New York City. I was listening to radio trying to stay awake. And he said this. He said, if you've got the Holy Ghost, and you're watching that television, and all that terrible stuff comes on, he said, somebody's going to get up and start walking. He said, either you're going to get up and walk walk over and shut that thing off, or, or eventually the Holy Ghost is going to get up and walk out of your life. And I believe that. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I've got, uh, oh, about ten minutes left here. I've got um, um, people texting me from all over the place and appreciate that. So far, everybody agrees with me, and I know there are possibly are people that don't. I, I want you to know that I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm not out to um, make fun of anybody. If you're um, living a homosexual lifestyle right now, um, I want you to come to our church. We're, we're going to try to help you uh, to come through this. I've got a feeling you're already miserable and you need a change in your life. Uh, God wants to help you. Um, he can change you. The Bible says, or the name of our church is New Life Pentecostal Church. The Bible says if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. So there isn't anything that God can't fix. Play a short song, Abe, and then um, uh, I'll have you probably, you know what, Abe, i am take that back. I'll take it back. Why don't you uh, get a microphone and just give out some information on how to get a hold of us during the week. This is Abe Simons, my soon-to-be 18-year-old grandson. We are from the New Life Pentecostal Church, and um, if you'd like to visit our church, you can on Sunday. Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. is Sunday school, and that's for adults and children. And um, during the summer, there's a children's church for the kids, and everybody is invited for that. And and at 11 o'clock a.m., there's a worship service. And also on Wednesday night... um, there is a service at 7.30 p.m., and that's a regular worship service. Our church is located at 501 Elks Drive, and it's the New Life Pentecostal Church. And um, if you are from the beach area, 
and you would like to go to a Pentecostal midweek service there, you can go to the Beach Community Center. And that service is at 7.30 p.m. every Tuesday night. And if you're from the Bowman area, or if you're from Bowman, um, you can go to every Thursday night. There's services held in the community center on Main Street. And Brother Seth Springer is a pastor down there, and um, they would love to have you stop in and visit their church every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, um, you can do that. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com, or you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701 290 We are from the New Life Pentecostal Church, and this is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Thank you, Abe, and hello to uh, Juan and uh, Jessica listening in Fargo tonight. And all of you that have texted me tonight, I appreciate it. I'm going to kind of end the program on um, a different note, but the same topic. We're living in a world that is trying to call evil good and good evil. I understand that. But the truth really doesn't need a majority to be correct. It it really doesn't. So whatever happens in our society, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm doing everything I can to try in my little part of the world to try to help people to know what natural is, what normal is as far as God's concerned. Here again, these are not my opinions. It's just the Bible. Um, But the truth needs no majority to be correct. God's words are always going to prove true and right. No matter who questions them, they always will. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. If you wait long enough, and when the dust all settles, um, God will still be right, and everybody else will still be wrong. That's just the way it is. So if you want to be right, you've got to agree with God. But let me finish here with 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and verse 9 through 11. Paul said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So Paul said, People that are not righteous are not going to go to heaven. Be not deceived. And Paul begins to name what he's talking about. He names instances of what it means to be unrighteous. He said, neither fornicators. Now, these are people that are having sexual relations with something besides their spouse, their their husband or wife, if they're, that's a fornicator. Nor idolaters. Now, this could be somebody that worships statues, prays to statues, or even uses, uh, idolizes, who knows, Hollywood stars. Nor adulterers. I mean, these are. This is a specific type of sexual sin. This is this only can happen if you're a married person. Um, and so he said, adulterers are not going to heaven, nor effeminate. Now, this is a word that talks about that. It's specifically talking about men that are acting like women, or dressing like women, or so on. Uh, but it even means more than that. I'm not going to get into that in five minutes of programming here. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Now, this is. A King James Version way of saying homosexuality. So homosexuals are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards. Let me just tell you, you guys that are down at the bar tonight here in Dickinson, and you think you're you think you're better than some person that's living in homosexuality, um, God throws them all in the same boat. They're all in the same bunch. You're a drunkard, uh, you think you're so hot, God doesn't. He doesn't think you're hot. Nor revilers, verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 6, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. 
So Paul named, what, 10 things here? Something like that. Um, he said these. The, he said the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he names a few things. Homosexuality is one of them. Stealing is one of them. Drinking is drunkard is one of them. Covetous, so on. He said, you're not going to heaven. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But here's what I want you to notice in verse 11. Paul said, and such were some of you. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Paul is talking to people even way back then. Some of them used to be homosexuals. Some of them used to be thieves. Some of them used to be covetous. Some of them used to be drunkards. Some of them used to be effeminate, fornicators, adulterers. And he said, such were some of you, but you are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. What's Paul referencing there? He's referencing the plan of salvation found in Acts chapter 2 and 38 when he said that you're washed and sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Peter said unto them in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, The new birth is the answer to your dilemma. The new birth, every day when you come to God, is brand new. I don't care whose bed you've been sleeping in. I don't care how messed up you are. We want you at the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. I want you to come in there. I want you to stumble in there. I want you to drag yourself in there. If somebody you need you need a ride to get there, I want you to get call us. Uh, We're not too good for you. Our church is not too good for you. Because all you need is the new birth. That's all you need. The only difference between you and anybody in our church is the new birth. That's it. And I'm going to tell you, in our church in Dickinson, every sin I just mentioned, every single one, there used to be those people in our church right now that used to be living that way. There used to be people that have played with homosexuality. There used to be people that played with adultery. They, they, they you know, it's uh, And there were people that just grew up good, too. There's a, there's a mix. Such were some of you. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. Paul said, I preached about it in our church today. He said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And Paul ended that in verse 15 of Philippians 3 by saying, He said, I want everybody to understand what I'm saying. You can't sit and worry about your past. The Apostle Paul did things in his past that I bet nobody that's listening to me did. He had Christians arrested and killed. And he came to God. Jesus forgave him. And he became the great Apostle Paul. What a guy to talk to us, huh? What a guy to tell us. I changed. You can change. That's the message I preach up at the jail. That's the message I try to preach on the radio. That's the message I try to preach at our church. I changed. You can change. Anybody can change. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I pray, Lord, maybe I made some people upset, but I hope they heard this last part. And God, I pray that you would help them, Lord, to realize that all that we're doing here is just trying to help people to be right with you, and to live a life that's full of joy, that abundant life that you promised. And I just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. 
Abe's been giving out our, our phone numbers. I've been giving out our phone numbers. You can get a hold of me during the week. Want to meet you. Come to our church this Wednesday night at 730, New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Be there. Good night. Thanks for listening. You are my joy in the midnight. You speak the word. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. 
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.